All right. Hello. Levels are good. Levels are good. Level, level. I mean, the background level is a pain in the butt, but it yeah, is what well, it is. That's what happens when you go outside of the norm. Yes. <laughs> Public <laughs> appearances? What? Yeah, yes. Uh, no internet connection or no uh, internet connection separating us. Right. There you go. Yeah. Or sitting outside when it's cold out and there's snow on the ground. Yeah. yeah. I'll take a hard pass on that. My, my deck is probably still covered in snow. <laughs> probably. I did shovel off mine the other day, though. I'm like, we just we just refinished it this this yeah. summer, so it's just like, well, I kind of want it to last, so I won't let a pile of snow sit on the deck for very long. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's very true. Uh, I mean, not so worried about ours, but yeah, it has the nice roof over top of it, but nothing yeah. on the sides, so yeah. stuff blows in. Does need some care and attention. Yeah, <laughs> quite the dump of snow we got too mm. for and- November. And 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 freezing rain this morning. That was yeah, I hear. <laughs> and apparently, just an absolutely disastrous bit of highway north of Pinoca. Yes, Ugh. yes. I I sincerely hope that everybody that was, you know, involved was, you know, or sitting photos. in it, you know, yeah. is, is somewhat okay. I, I I don't know. It was it was just a mess, right? So yeah. Well, like I saw some photos, and it just multiple semis and all their contents just spilt all over the place yeah uh the worst Welcome back to uh, another episode of scouting stuff we started the banter before the intro oh yes but i'm putting the intro here because with all that background noise, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cut around it. Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you got two of us, of course. Scooter Colin is there. Hello. I am here. And as Colin was mentioning, we're not separated by the internet. There's just a table between us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're back at our uh, external venue. I've just flown in. And, and boy, are your arms tired. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. And oh, you oh. just got a haircut, so. Yes. Busy day for everybody. Yes, that's right. All sorts of things going on. But, you know, glad you could make it and it was a safe return for you. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so, haha, funny thing. Um, as we're queuing up in the terminal, um, you can't really call the firebag airport. It's called the firebag aerodrome, and that's probably a better term for it because it's anything but a full fledged airport. It's a few ATCO trailers that have been rearranged into yeah. the shape of a terminal. Uh, with a small tower for flight control. Um, I have a picture somewhere, but anyways, I don't know if you've ever been up there. Uh, no, I mm. I don't I don't I've never flown into Firebag. Mm. It's there's not much there. No. Um, but WestJet, of course, has the contract for right. flights in and out of there for well, at least for the company I was working with. Right. Actually, I think they I think they service most of the companies that have assets in that area. Although Firebag is kind of there's really only Anyways, not important. Mm-hmm. But as we're queuing up to, you know, present our tickets and get on the plane, the uh, the agent quips. He's just like, look, you're not supposed to have your phones out on the tarmac, so put them away. You can find much better pictures of a frozen plane on the internet. I had no idea what he meant. I mean, it was cold. Like, it was minus 15, so it was a lot colder than here. Yeah. Being further north. But I'm like... Well, I mean, they should have de-iced the plane by now. Start walking across the tarmac, and I realized, oh, they sent us the Disney plane. <laughs> Frozen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. So there's uh-huh. a, a bunch Did of... You, was there a bunch of Let It Go's being sung as you no, board, walked but, across the tarmac? Yeah, no, but... And I probably should have clued in sooner, because I know WestJet does have a handful that are, like, dolled up with Disney paint yeah. jobs yeah and so yeah there's elsa on the tail fin and yeah. walt disney world and i guess that was just the plane that they had available to come and get us well it is thanksgiving in the uh in the it u.s is. and a lot of planes have been uh shuttled to the stateside to no, uh that's true as part of the part of air travel bonanza and the borders reopened so people can actually go visit u.s family for thanksgiving yes again. Yeah. so yeah i could see that it's a thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Anyways, that's the plane they had left, so that's oh, what yeah. they sent up the no. 
It's like the opposite of Disney World, but whatever. <laughs> I, I would have started humming When You Wish Upon a Star or something, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have done that. No. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So anyways, but yeah, they got us back without issue. Um, you always worry because a week ago, I guess, the flight was delayed like an hour and a half for whatever reasons. Probably inclement weather, but who knows? Yeah. Anyways, I'm back. We're here in the place where, yes, apparently yeah. everybody well knows your name at least. Yeah, well, and everyone decided to show up within the last five minutes. Yeah, like we found you found us a nice empty table. Yeah, it was quiet. A I'm like behind okay. you. There's a eight top across the way. I'm like, where where did this come from? Uh, dinner rush, late dinner rush. I guess right. And the waitress from last time came by to say hi. That was kind yes. of funny. Well. We're good that way. Yeah. No, notoriety. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, what do you what what what's the uh, what's the topic today? There, good well, sir. Okay, so now this one actually, I admit, I kind of came up with just at the last minute, and it's definitely more of a spitball topic, right? Yeah. Um, mostly because if, if if I had thought that this is what we were going to be talking about, I'd have grabbed my book from home mm. because I have a book, and I know I've referenced it on the podcast before. It's by an author named Kent Julian, mm-hmm. and it's called 99 Thoughts on Leading Volunteers. Mm. There used to be a Kindle edition. Apparently, that doesn't exist anymore. You can still order the paperback. I know I've quoted from it before. I don't have it here in front of me, unfortunately. But over the last few weeks, a question I've seen coming up on a bunch of different scouting-related Facebook groups. So not just Scouts Canada, although the Scouts Canada group too, mm-hmm. but also some of the international ones I'm part of. The eternal question, also a subject that comes up in Scouting 5 a fair bit. Yeah. How do I get more volunteers? How do I get more scouters? Ah, engaging the adults of the organization. Right. (laughs) And so the reason I mentioned Ken Julian's book, now he comes at it from the perspective of youth ministry in a non-denominational or evangelical church context. And some of the advice in the book is definitely focused on that aspect of things, right? On you know, Cultivating prayerfulness and whatever else. Um, and those are all good things, but the, there's a lot in his book. So even if, you know, a youth ministry is not really in your wheelhouse, and obviously scouting, we're not overtly religious, um, there's still a lot in the book that's useful just as general strategies for cultivating volunteers, Um, And I mean, he would seem to know he has been wildly successful at planting youth ministries at, I think it's up to hundreds of churches now. Okay. So, seems to know a thing or two about how to attract volunteers and how to, and so I kind of wish I had the book in front of me, but Mm -hmm. I just came up with this topic literally at like the last minute. While you were driving in. Pretty much. Or flying in. But, and really only because like, just before I took off from Firebag, um, I was cruising on Facebook and there was another post on one of the Facebook groups. How do I get volunteers? But I've read Kent Julian's book enough that I think I can distill it down to what's hopefully some key points. This is like the Blinkist version. Um, And, you know, hopefully we can just kind of spitball. I mean, you got, uh, when you recruited me, well, A, I was looking to come back anyways. Yeah. Um, And B... It just made sense to stick around as a scouter anyway, since I was mm-hmm. coming all that way. Yeah. But that's not everybody. Yeah. So, okay. I think one thing we need to... One thought that I had coming up on the drive to here was... And this is sort of a preface. This isn't the first point, but it's a preface. Because really, okay, you've got a group, you've got some youth, mm-hmm. but you're strapped for volunteers. That's right. Right away, you're on the horns of a dilemma. Because you can't have a program if you don't have leaders. Right. So you got two choices here. You either got to beg, borrow, and steal a volunteer from one of your other sections, or you don't run program. Mm-hmm. I'm going to proceed from the assumption that you beg, borrow, or steal a volunteer. And to be fair, this is a, like this is a moment where groups should really rise to the occasion. If you have a section that's struggling for volunteers, it doesn't mean you have to tap the same person every time. Yeah. But maybe you need to have a rotation. Maybe you 
you know, you need to figure out a strategy. Maybe you need to move things around. Maybe there are strategies yeah. that you can you can implement, right? Like, yeah. So, like, we have a rotation of Cub Scouters that yeah. will, if needed, supplement the Beaver Scouters, right? Because we're a little short on the Beaver side right now. Although that's that always seems to be the case, though. Like, mm-hmm. as far as a um, scouting group goes, the the Beaver section is always the the one that's hardest hit for yes, the leadership. The sections are typically where the churn is. Yeah. Because two things happen. Kids come in for a year and then go again. So even if their parents step up as a scouter, they're out the door again in a year. Yeah. Uh, or kids stay with the program and move on. Yeah. And their parents it's, follow them up to the other sections. It's the attrition of, uh, yeah. of leadership, right? And I mean, to be fair, that is to the benefit of the group. It is. Um, Most the, definitely. You know, and you can see that in the 59th right now. Mm-hmm. I had a really lean year, my second year in Beavers, but all of the scouters that I was able to recruit in my second and third year as a Beaver scouter, most of them are still with the group. Some are now at the scout level. Right. And so. others are at the cub level. Um, so if you get it right, you can really, really, really benefit your group, not just in the immediate, but for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. So... Which I suppose is, you know, something you can take to your group and be just like, look, this, if we can bring people on, it's to the long-term benefit of the group. Yeah. Because people we bring on here when the kids are young, whether that's Beaver Scouts, Squirrel Scouts in the UK, Joey Scouts in Australia, Lion Cubs or Tiger Cubs or whatever the youngest one is in Scouts mm-hmm. PSA. Mm-hmm. If you bring it on Scouters at that young level, well, Assuming the kids stay with the program, yeah, you have scouters all the way up, and your group should really be trying to support you in those recruitment efforts. And the way they can do that is by finding you an extra body when you need an extra body in the short term. Yeah. So we're going to assume that the decision is made to run program. That you're not just going to fold the program up until someone decides to put their name in the hat because they really want their kid to register. Mm-hmm. I don't like using, you know, registration as the carrot. Yeah. I have done it in the past, but I try, even then, I try to be a little bit more passive about it. You know, if a parent emails me, says, hey, it looks like your section is full. Uh, I'd really like to register my kid. My response back is, I'd love to have your kid. I just need to find more volunteers. Yeah. I never actually say, hey, if you, you volunteer. Yeah. Then your kid can. Right. Yeah. Now, if they ask me, you know, hey, like, if I volunteer, you know, does that guarantee my kid a spot in the program? Okay, I'll grease their palm, right? Like, you play ball. Yeah. But generally speaking, I don't like to go that route. My theory, which has been borne out through the success we've enjoyed in the 59th, is that you start with the youth. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. Mm. We're here so that the youth get a good program and so how do i want to phrase this <laughs> yeah what i mean and again speaking from experience you know what what we did when it was me and one other you know when it was me and karen basically showing up uh week after week we just kind of made the call it's just like you know what let's just do whatever awesome thing crosses our mind um and see what happens and not just whatever crosses our mind, but whatever crosses the kids' minds too, right? Should be engaging the youth in this. What do they want to do? You know, do they want to go for a hike? Do they want to go camping? Do they want to go yeah, whatever? And so we just did whatever crazy idea someone could come up with. We found a way to make it happen. Yep. Um, sometimes that was hikes. We did a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, we, you know, had the video conference with the private astronaut. We And that was yep. a... That was a joint event with the Cubs, which, by the way, is another strategy. If you need to do more joint events with another section, do it because yeah. you can swap. You know, then you don't have to worry about borrowing a scouter. You're all just in the same place. That's right. It, yeah, it's not necessarily ideal every single time, but in, you, in a pinch, yeah, it works. You got to right? do what you got to do. If yeah. you have to rework your schedule a bit so that you're in the same place at the same time, do it. Yeah. And so there were a few times we did that, but. We just did whatever crazy idea we could come up with or the kids could come up with, and they were having a blast. And that's the zone that you need to get them in. 
Yeah, it's hard not having mm-hmm. scouters. It, it totally is. It sucks. But if the kids are having fun, and I mean the kind of fun where they go to school and their friends are like, hey, what'd you do yesterday? No. And they're telling their friends about it. And then all of a sudden their friends are knocking on the door saying, hey, I heard you did this thing. It sounds like you're doing some cool stuff. Can I join? That's kind of, that's the goal. That's the sweet spot to try and get to. because right. Because two things happen. First off, the parents of the youth that are already in the program see that, you know, the program is a big thing for yeah. their kid. If yep. their kid is like, I can't wait to get back to Beavers, yep. you know, um, looking forward to it every week, coming yep. home and just raving about whatever they were doing, yep, that's going to be a draw for the parents too because they're going to want to be part of that and they're going to want to keep it they, going. Yes. That, that uh, I was going to say that energy can be infectious, right? Yep. So it's not, it's not just that you're, you know, you're psyching the kids up. But if you're doing really, really cool things with those kids, the, the allure of going and like, you know, the, the, the talking to the astronaut, like that's, that was, if I was. If I was in the leadership team or a parent on the sidelines, I would want to be sitting in on that and and be a part of that. You right? take notice, yeah, yeah. I mean, the you guys did board games at one point we too. Did the right? board game design. The scouts want to do it again, actually. Right. Many so, of the same scouts who were beavers at the time that we did the original round, yeah, now want to do it again. Yeah. So, I mean, cool things like that would entice parents. I mean, it would entice me as a parent, anyways. Yeah. I don't know. And, and that's the thing, right? And I mean, yeah, like when I say whatever crazy thing, it's, yeah, the stuff that they're not getting to do at school or, but I mean, it's not, you know, you're not going to be perfect in that. You're always, maybe not always, always might be the wrong word. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to have kids in the program occasionally who are like uber outdoorsy, the whole family, that's just their thing. Yeah. Um, you're going to have kids who have a lot of experience with, coding because that's just their thing whatever the case may be but you're also going to have a lot of kids who don't get that and probably you're going to have for any given activity you're going to have more kids for whom it's not a regular part of their life than for who it's their thing Um, as long as you're not just playing dodgeball every week right (laughs) well I and that's that's a thing too right like well I I that's not just a joke mm -hmm. that's how I scooped up a scouter we still have with us today because she was with a different group. And all they did was play dodgeball week after week with their beavers. Yep. And we ended up in a phone call. And I told her some of the things we'd been up to. And she was just beside herself. She's like, crap, why didn't I join your group? Yeah, um, exactly, right? And I mean, please don't actively try and poach scouters from other groups. That's not good. But that being said, mm-hmm. right, like, you are going to find... Like we've talked about it before, it's like there. Just because there's a group in your area doesn't mean it's the right fit for your yeah. kid. So, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things. Just because you're a leader in a group, and you might not find it a right fit either. So exactly. And if it's a choice between you know a fully trained scouter showing up at your door, leaving her group behind, if it's the choice between that or her and her kid leaving the program for good. Yeah. Please open your door, <laughs> pick up the phone, whatever you got to do. So don't go out and actually actively try and poach another group's scouters. But yeah, sometimes a group isn't taking that just all-in approach. Yeah, and they're not delivering a great program. And if people people want to leave that group and find another group to call home, you can be that group, and that's yeah. okay. Um, I don't, you know, that's not a recruitment strategy you can take to the bank. <laughs> but if it happens, let it. You know, but yeah, that, but even then, the way that the reason that's going to happen, the way even something like that is going to happen is because you're running that all in kind of program. You're just, you know what? To heck with it. Let's just do this thing and have fun with it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, that, that's generally the way to, uh, well, historically that, that was one of the ways that I would recruit people too, is just, um, you know run a solid program and then just and i mean there's no harm in asking for help either no which is my second point because yeah there's absolutely no harm in 
So the next thing you have to do, once mm-hmm. you're starting to run a really good solid program, is get to know the kids and get to know their parents a little bit. Especially if you have parents who do interesting things. Yep. You know, maybe you have a, a dad who's a firefighter. Maybe you have a, a mom who's a, an EMT or something like that. Maybe you have... Somebody who works for uh, a, well, a power plant or something yeah. or industrial. Or studies bugs or yeah. like just, and you know, and is willing to, you know, come out and just do a whole thing for the group, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, exactly. Leatherworks as a hobby, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, like, uh, what? Why, yes, I am a geologist. Here, let me bring yeah. my copious collection of rocks and you can, like, geodes. <laughs> yeah, geodes and scratch <laughs> tests and here's pyrite. It's not gold. <laughs> um, but it's like it. <laughs> but it looks like it. Just, you know, the, the youth's parents probably do interesting things. Yes. Um, they may not think so, but. <laughs> yeah. But. A lot of the kids will probably think so. Yeah. So start to have conversations with them and leverage them. And that's not a conversation of, hey, you should volunteer as a scouter and teach us about. No, it's just, hey, I hear you're a this. Yeah. Would you like to come and talk about that sometime? Yeah. We're we're looking for things to flush out the program a bit more or Mm -hmm. whatever, right? Like, you know. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes parents will offer it too. Just yeah. like, hey, I am such and such, and I think I could arrange this for you. Yeah. Please say yes. <laughs> we had uh, we had someone in the group when I was a scouter that was involved in the EPS tactical division. Oh. So we we got a we got a tour of that facility. Oh. And to see some of the the. Uh, vehicles they used vehicles and, and the gear yeah, and, yeah, the, and the gear and all that kind of stuff it was really cool like yeah yeah wow. that would be so that's the next thing is leverage your parents right you can invite oh. them to help out um you can invite them to be the subject matter for a meeting right yep. and pay attention to the ones who you know i mean obviously like if a parent's willing to get up in front of the kids and do a presentation that's a good sign yeah but also pay attention to the ones who are just like who show up now and again, who show up commonly and are ready to help. That's a good sign, you know. File it away. Put a pin in that. File it away for a little later. Yeah. I mean, if they're consistently there too, you know, but just sitting on the sidelines watching or whatever, yep. just there, yeah, they may they might be interested in... They're there anyways. Yep. And it's Sometimes it's just a little nudge, right? It is worth gauging engagement, though. Because, like, I did have some parents who would stay for the duration of a meeting, but they'd have their work laptop cracked open and they would clearly be, they're, like... They're doing other things. Using it as office yeah, hours. Yeah. And, I mean, if that's their thing, you, you can still have the conversation with them, but it may not be as fruitful, right? Yeah. There, were, there was certainly one guy who I would have loved to have had as a scouter, and I think he had the enthusiasm, but he definitely... Did not have the time. Preoccupied yeah. with other if, things. If you are the sort of person who needs to <laughs> crack open and hammer out an hour of work while your kid is at Beavers, you may not have the time. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But he was an enthusiastic guy. And he was actually a little bit apologetic about it, too. He's like, I wish I could. I really do. But not right now. Okay. Um, he was still there, though. Yeah. Right. So, and that's cool. Um, so, Yeah. Start inviting the parents to help out. Just as parents, as them, right? If they want to be in the mix, helping out with a particular activity, if they want to be the focus of attention, talking mm-hmm. about what they do, or bringing in something cool from their job, great. Do it. Run with it. Yep. But the other strategy, and again, I'm kind of, a lot of what Kent Julian talks about in his book circles around this point. With the volunteers that you have, that little unit even if it's just like you and one other person, that little unit has to be close. Mm. You know, you have to be, there has to be more than just the hour a week interpersonal uh, relationship there. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. And I mean, I... That makes sense. You know, a, a somewhat tragic example, we had a scouter some years ago now, his wife passed away very suddenly. Yeah. And, you know, like just completely unexpected, um, she just passed away. 
at some event that she was at, um, mm-hmm. out of the blue. And the scout group, well, I, this is all like when I was doing Cubs, nobody had moved up to scouts yet from my mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the Cub leaders just rallied around this guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. And uh, it's that. It's, you know, there has to be that sort of community within the scouter team, right? Yeah. The, the, the sense that there's, you know, you would be there for each other outside of this, quote, hour a week, yeah, unquote, last right. year. Right. Um, yeah, that, that uh, yeah, that community, that uh, yep. sense of family, all that kind of. Yeah, like you have to be there and having as much fun being there as the kids are. Maybe yeah. even more fun, right? And I think that's true for a lot of the scouters we have in the 59th right now. The youth and that, hopefully are having fun at the meeting, but the yeah. scouters... We sure are, as heck are happy are, to be there. <laughs> are having equal, as, as yeah. much fun e- equally, right? Yep. And parents need to see that too, right? Because they need to see that it's not just, you know, a thing their kid enjoys doing. It has to be that. It definitely has to be that. But it also has to be something that they then look at and say, you know, I could, I want, I want a bit of that. I, I always enjoyed our leader meetings. <laughs> Those were... Those were good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about being a scout leader and and uh, yeah, having leader meetings. Yeah, yeah they were they were very it very. Is not unlike this. No, no, not at all. <laughs> they were they were very good. Yep, thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> well, and I mean, not just that, right? That's part of it too. Yeah, right? but but that yeah. builds that whole social. It does, it does. the. The, the outside of an hour a week it does. Type, type thing, Being right? Being able to sit down and, you know, have, doesn't have to It yeah. doesn't have to be a leader meeting, necessarily. Yeah, it, it, can be a, yeah. uh, it can be a barbecue or whatever, right? And right? that's what I was building towards, too, is that, you know, like, the group tries to do things like that, too, right? Yeah. The, the annual group commissioners invite you over and have a barbecue thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, planning meetings where, yes, you're planning the scouting program, but... Based on the choice of food and beverages, beverages mainly, it's not an official scouting event. No, no, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, just because those are the sorts of things that will foster that deeper connection, that sense of community, mm-hmm. and will get you to that point where, you know, if you have somebody on the team who takes a real hit in their life, like yep. everybody else shows up. And, the, and that kind of leads to that. You know, it, it you 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 have that connection, or you develop that connection. It's uh, it's one of those things that helps with retention yep. and you know the attrition of leaders moving on in in the program and moving up to the next section or or that kind of business, right? And I expect we probably talked about that. The retention episode yep. was episode six. Ah, back in the day, way back in time. back in the day when the tech was old and uh, yeah. we were younger. Somewhat younger, <laughs> but yes. a few episodes younger, anyway. Yeah. Some some time ago, um, but yeah, and I'm sure we covered some of that back then. Yeah, but you know, just to sort of bring this back in a circle here, just to circle back a little bit. Um, so yeah, obviously, youth engagement, making yep. sure the youth are having just the funnest of fun times they can. If the youth are having fun yeah. and the adults are and the also having adults fun, are also having fun, then you're doing a good job. Yeah, <laughs> and really, if you've got those two things, like if you don't have either of those things, work on those two things, right? Mm-hmm. Your recruitment strategy starts with building up those two things. Yeah, because if you can do those two things, and then start bringing in the parents as helpers mm-hmm. as you need, giving them opportunities to become involved um that will basically that will do most of the work for you right Mm -hmm. you're running the program anyways we said at the outset that we're assuming you're finding a way to doggedly move ahead and run the program you're running the program anyways so just run the program and just go all in on the program right make sure the youth are having fun make sure the scouters are having fun whoever you do have as a volunteer Mm -hmm. and then start to figure out ways to incorporate the parents, right, as helpers, as subject matter. And that will probably do more to drive your recruitment than 
just, you know, actually meeting everybody at the door saying, hey, would you yeah. consider volunteering week after week after week? Yeah. Now, to be fair, at some point in your communications to parents and whatnot, you know, maybe at the start of the year and then again at mid-year, it's good to put in little reminders saying, hey, if you'd you know, like to volunteer and help us deliver great programming to your kids, here's how you can do that. Yeah. Um, those reminders are definitely good to... Not yet. Uh, definitely good to build in at times. But, you know, you can't be in their face week after week after week mm-hmm. with it. It's it's very much a case of, well, what do they say? Show, don't tell? Mm-hmm. Um, this is that. I am... Uh, I'm... I've, well, the feelings I have towards uh, recruitment are... It is tough, but it's one of those things that if you if you work at just engaging people, I th- I think that and and fostering that relationship, mm. you will you will find those people that that will volunteer or, or will yep. will step up. It's I mean I could liken it to you know my employment right now, right? Mm-hmm. I was with my employer for a number of years. Yep. I left, and I was never really completely happy with having left. Mm-hmm. The place I ended up was not a good place. I mean, that's a thing, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was certainly a factor in my regrets. Yeah. But more than that, you know, I was part of this team that was a little bit more than just a team of people who worked together. Mm-hmm. And I gave that up for a place where... Nobody really cared about anybody outside of work, and there was a lot of backbiting. And I just wanted to go back to mm-hmm. the team I'd had before. And thank God an opportunity emerged for me to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know, Because it was as much about returning to the people and the dynamic between those people mm-hmm. as it was about returning to a field of employment that I greatly enjoy. You know? right. It was very much... I, I don't even know if I could call it 50-50, probably 60-40 in favor of the team, right? Mm-hmm. I love what I do as a job, but the people I do it with and how we work as a team, like yeah. that's that was huge. It, yeah, it, it makes the, it makes, if you, even, even the, I don't know if you've watched uh, Below uh, or Lower Decks. Not yet. Not yet? Oh, okay. Well, then, no, no, then no, I can't draw. Spoil I can't, away. I can't. Well, I could potentially. I am immune to spoilers. Oh, okay. So, it, one of one of the scenes there is uh, one of the characters, it, like they're trying to essentially force this character off the ship. Ah, and uh, she just makes everything she does fun, regardless of how mundane or how uh, generally it's a job you wouldn't want to do. Regardless of how bad it is, she made it enjoyable for herself and for the people that she was w- with. Nice. And they had a good time doing it, right? And yes, the job was annoying, but makes it makes it palatable, right? Spoonful of sugar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, like that's... And, you know, just thinking about like the, the dynamic that exists on my work team... Mm-hmm. Other people want to join that, you know. We had one guy join us already. He moved departments within the company. I've heard it from other people that I've met doing the different field assignments. Like, yeah, you know, I think I might want to come over to your side of the house. It's like, Mm -hmm. cool, great. (laughs) We need people. And, I mean, it's a great team. Come join us, right? Like, it's... And that can work for a scout group, too, right? Yep. So, yeah, run a great program. Make you know, make the kids because if you're at the if you're at that point, like the sweet spot is basically where the kids are all you need to grow your membership, mm-hmm. right? Yep. When you're at the point where they are, they cannot wait to tell their buddies at school about the awesome stuff they're getting up to. Yep. And some of their buddies are like, "Oh, that is legit awesome. I want to be part of that." No, that's the sweet spot for, on the youth side, right? And then on the scouter side, yeah, if you are, if there's a community there, you know, there's a friendship there, but there's also that, you know, just that sense of 
Yeah, you know what? Outside of this hour a week we're together, I keep dropping that line. We all know it isn't that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, outside every, of every you know, time you say it, I roll my eyes. Right? So it's just... Stop saying it; they can't roll any further. <laughs> um, don't say the word, <laughs> phrase, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the context of meetings, right? Yeah, you know that that sense that you'd still be there. Yep. Um, that you'd rise to the occasion if it was something tragic. That you would join them in celebration. That you can just hang out mm-hmm. because adults kind of struggle with friendship that's a big thing that is a big it's, thing it's hard to make friends when you're you're or at least find organization like-minded individuals that you you would like to spend large amounts of time with yeah it's not easy to have to to make friends as an adult mm-hmm. and especially once you you know it's hard even i've struggled with this mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to retain friendships if you have diverging life circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. And having kids is a big inflection point in that regard. It's true. So being able to have, you know, friends who have a like-minded pursuit and kids, like that's, if you can make that attractive yeah. to people, yep. they will want to be part of it, especially if they're kids want to keep coming back week after week because they're no. going to want to keep that magic going. Yeah, no, agreed. And yeah, I mean, at some point you do actually have to have the conversation, but you kind of have to tease it out, right? Like I say, it's good to put the initial call out, you know, when you're starting your year out, put it in your welcome package, whatever, however you go about doing that. Yep. Just like, hey, if you'd like to volunteer as a scouter, we always need more. Here's how you do that. But then, at some point, there just has to be that one-on-one thing. Maybe it's the parent who's been back two or three. I mean, Scouts Canada puts a bit of a limit on it. You can show up three times, and then we got to ask. Yeah. yeah. Um, other scouting organizations may have similar policies. I don't know. But, you know, if your organization doesn't have that policy, three is not a bad number. And, you know, if someone has been willing to pitch in and help out in a big way three times, even a couple times... It's not a bad conversation to have. It's true. Yep. And the other thing I find that really helps sell it mm-hmm. is make the commitment easier, right? Mm-hmm. Part-time is is fine. Mm-hmm. Part-time is fine. Like, I don't know if I can commit to every week. That's fine. You don't that's have fine. to. You don't have to commit to every yeah. week. And I think that's what's intimidating to to some yeah. newbie leaders, really, yeah. is is the commitment of being there every week. Or another one that I've heard sometimes is, oh, I don't know if I could be the one like standing up in front of the group. That's fine. You don't have I'll to I'll do be. that. Yeah. Yeah. There are people in the team that will do that. Yeah. You know, like that was, I literally had that conversation with another scouter. Yeah. Right? I mean, Jackie, we've talked about her on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. She is the organizational engine for the Cub Pack. Um, and, you know... Uh, the last Funorama we did, the last in-person Funorama we did, 2019, mm-hmm. we got tons of feedback to the effect of, wow, this is like so well organized. Like you guys are just on the ball. Um, and I relate, like, I mean, me as the camp chief and the one in front of the microphone, mm-hmm. I'm the one who's getting a lot of this feedback and I'm relaying it to Jackie the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, because it's all her. It's yeah. all her magic that is making this thing hum the way it is. Yep. Right organizational engine but her response to me was kind of interesting she's like it's you too you know i can handle all this stuff in the background but i do not want to be the one with the microphone in my hand yeah Yeah. fair enough right everybody has everybody has a job right Mm -hmm. and so yeah or a skill yeah i guess both (laughs) both um so yeah i mean if if the people you're approaching are like i don't know if i can commit to every week that's fine yeah that's fine I don't know if I can be the one standing in front of the group. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. You know, you you just have to bring you. That's that's the message that I try and give to everybody I approach as a volunteer is, mm-hmm. I don't need more than you can give me. I, I, I want you to bring you to the program. Yep. Very much so. Yep. And, but yeah, start with the youth, start with the program, and just go all in, you know? Yep. This There's a is, reason why you joined the program. Yeah. Right? And 
I mean, you know, in my particular case, right, I showed up to Beavers yep. with basically no sense of how the program had been running for the last decade. Yep. Right? Because it had been a long time since my brother Simon was a Beaver. I showed up with, yeah, no sense of how the program had been running for the last decade, but with a sense of what I was pretty sure my own daughter was capable of. And then I tried to push that envelope a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it was literally like, well, you know what? Let's just let's just run with every crazy idea we come up with. Yep. Because what else are we going to do, right? Yep. What, what have we got to lose? We can do crafts every week if we need to, but why, right? Let's let's just go crazy. <laughs> because you know, worst case scenario is. I don't know what the worst case scenario is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's two of us. We're barely holding this beaver colony together. Yep. Um, we're at the point where we have to maybe occasionally turn a youth away at the door if their parent can't agree to stay for the night. Yep. So, you know what? We got two options here. We can either stop the program entirely or we can just... Give her. Give her. <laughs> really? What else can you do, yep. right? Yep. Because I don't remember... I believe you throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, well, that. But there's a Chesterton quote, too. Uh, he was talking, of, I don't know. There, there, there's a Chesterton quote that I'm trying to call to mind, and I can barely remember half of it. Mm. So I'll probably botch it if I even attempt it. But yeah, his... Put it in the show notes. His Yeah, if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But the essential gist of it is exactly that. It's just like, look, you're facing a hopeless situation. You got two options. Mm-hmm. Hide in a corner and die anyways. Yep. Or try. <laughs> yep. Agreed. So, yeah, that's... So, my tip for recruitment is really that. Just try. Just go crazy with the program. Mm-hmm. And make sure the kids are having as much fun as is humanly possible. And make sure that you, as the scouters, are visibly having as much fun as is humanly possible. In a mm-hmm. genuine way. Yep. Um, and that will do more, I think, to drive your recruitment than any number of email blasts, than, you know, setting up a table in Strong a mall saying, hey, and volunteer. The, yeah. No. All those tactics. Yep. And, I mean, get creative, right? Mm-hmm. If you are going to be a little short for a week, see if one of the other sections can partner up with you, right? You know, as long as you're in the same place, you don't even have to be doing the same thing. But if you happen to both be in the same place, if you're if you're fortunate enough to yeah. have a rover section, yeah, you if know. you have rovers yeah. or you know like older explorers Adventure. in the Scouts yeah, BSA context, yeah, um, yeah, do it right. It's you definitely. It's not easy, and you have to get incredibly inventive sometimes. And if you've never if you've never really had to recruit people before, it's 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 tough. It's not an easy. It doesn't come easy. No. So it's like anything else, skill wise. It takes a little bit of a, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of a run at it. You know, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. Nope. That's. I I think from from my experience, that's if you're the only one doing the work. I mean, go for it. But yeah. don't be afraid to ask ask for help and seek yep. it because you know. <laughs> You'll burn out otherwise. <laughs> you will burn out. And that admittedly did also happen to me. Um, but yeah, when you're in a recruitment slump or when you're in a when you're in a leadership slump, I mean, yep. just just give her. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Make sure the kids are having fun. And at mm-hmm. some point, yeah, you're going to be able to pull adults in. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. Um, but it's a lot easier if that's the last thing you're worried about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's kind of a paradoxical thing, but there it is. Um, shoutouts. I have none. Okay. I have three, as it happens. Oh, well then. So, uh, first off, yeah, first (laughs) off, um, let's go to Charles, Charles Fraser, who wrote into us before. Yes. Um, and this one actually is an outstanding one from September. I apologize for being tardy and getting to it. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, this was in response to our discussion of camp fuels. Okay. He sent us a note to the effect, uh, Hey there, if you are familiar with the BSA site Scoutmaster CG, and Mm -hmm. indeed I am, um, that was one of the scouting podcasts that I listened to for a goodly while, a couple of years, certainly took some inspiration for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, continuing, he says, 
they have posters on a lot of topics, and one compares canister versus wood fuel and the ethics of each. Yeah. So I'll make sure there's a link to that in the show notes. He happily sent it along. Mm-hmm. But that's a different approach, too, is looking at the ethics of different kinds of fuels. Yes. An avenue that I did not think about when we when we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, also looking at, and I mean, like, I've looked at the poster. It covers a few different things. So, like, you know, burn efficiency and yeah. availability and yeah. environmental considerations and all of that stuff. So, definitely worth a look. And I mean, mm-hmm. Scoutmaster CG, it is a USA resource. And USA does scouting a little differently than we do in Canada. Mm-hmm. But lots of good stuff there. Clark is, uh, he is top tier. He really is. Also, heard back from Scouter Carl. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Scouter Carl, shout out good sir. Um, He says, thanks for the recipe. Sorry for the belated response. His last few weeks have evidently been a roller coaster, uh, in no small part to uh, starting a new job, taking on some more managerial responsibilities with what he's doing. But uh, he says, this is a job that being a scout leader and a group scout leader actually helped me to get. I talked a lot in my application and at interview about my experiences managing a small team of volunteers and ensuring the safe delivery of activities for the children we care for. Oh. When I got feedback, they said that I stood out because of this. Says, on a funny note, they uh, actually, just before I go on with that, because the next part's about the podcast, um, this is something I've done in interviews too. Mm -hmm. I find more and more I'm leaning on this. Um, What's your team leadership experience? And I wind up talking about scouting. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I went from having one other beaver scouter to having put together a team that literally is like multi-generational now, in mm-hmm. a sense, right? Because yep. everybody I've recruited, most of whom I've rec- most of the people I've recruited are still with the program and not just at the beaver level, right? They've moved on up to Cubs, to Scouts, yeah. right? Um, that team that I <laughs> fought and clawed to put together has been a huge boon to the organization for years and years after the fact. Um, And so, I mean, you know what? That's another thing too, right? Yep. These efforts have other dividends that they can pay off. They, you know, it'll benefit your scout group. It'll benefit your youth. It might help you out too if you uh, need to apply for something with a little more managerial responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Carl continues. On a funny note, my children think I'm famous. Because they heard you mention me on the podcast. Aha. Uh-huh. If there are more parents that need that kind of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can make arrangements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll talk about how to get in touch with us yeah, shortly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, he says, it goes hand in hand with the fact that when I was in a band at university, or that I was in a band at university, so they think I'm a famous musician and a famous scout leader. No. I wonder how long it will be till they realize I'm just a musician and just a scout leader. Mm-hmm. And there's not much fame involved. Um, he says he's assembled the ingredients for the pumpkin pie. He has not, at least as of his email, found time to make it yet. Mm. But uh, and and the weekend ahead of when he wrote this was not going to be the weekend for it because mm-hmm. he was taking the scouts camping, uh, something around the theme of remembrance, and also a short hike. So this would have been in early November. Mm-hmm. And also archery and brushing up on camping skills after almost twenty months away from camping together as a troop, as you do. Yeah. So he is looking forward to the results of the pie. So I hope to hear from him soon as to how it is going. Mm, yes. Um, and he says, as for the squirrels merch, he's going to have a look, see how they size things there, just in case they do it a little differently in the UK, which I think they do. I'm not sure. Sizing is one of those weird things. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Sh- I know. I know. Footwear in is is differently sized. Yes. So maybe there's a conversion chart. Hopefully, you can find one. Mm. All right. And this last one goes to Scouter Shane from Cub Pack 290 in New Hampshire. He reached out and uh, he says, I am the Cub Master for, Scout Pack, or for Cub Scout Pack 290 in Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Uh, his son is a Weebelos 2, mm-hmm. uh, also known as an Arrow of Light Scout. So this is in the Scouts BSA context. This is like the, uh, this is a much more formalized version of the bridging between Cubs and Scouts. Uh, okay. Yep. As part of his advancement, he needs to talk to a scout in another country. Can you help facilitate this? I can do what I can, or I can do this via any of the major virtual meeting platforms. Mm. 
And uh, it just so happens that I was able to facilitate this for him. I put out the call to the 59th Scouts and Cubs, and we had a few people sign in, and we had a nice little Google Meet chat Mm -hmm. uh, that went on for way longer than I had planned, actually. It was uh, at least an hour-long conversation. Well, that's good. But, yeah. I'm glad that that worked out for everyone. So, big thanks to Scouter Shane Mm -hmm. and to the two Cubs who were able to join us, Mm -hmm. and also to the Cubs and Scouts from the 59th who were able to take part. Um, I hope that was sufficient to satisfy the requirement. I hope so, too. Because it was a pretty good, interesting conversation about things that are the same and different across the border. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, that's all I've got. So, Oh, and of course, the folks at Scouting Radio who rebroadcast our episodes to their worldwide audience. If you do happen to be listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Scouter Ken. Yes, sir. How does one do that these days? Ah, glad you asked. So, as always, email scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail.com or at outlook.com. I am not picky. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, twitter.com slash podcast, Facebook or Instagram.com slash scoutingstuffpodcast. Or you can join us on Discord. There will be a link. Discord. No, Discord. There is a link in the show notes, and I do keep regular tabs on the server, even if there's not much other activity that happens there. Oh, that does remind me, though. I uh, I should give a fourth shout-out to the Strider. That's the handle he goes by. I know his name in real life. I'm going to have to remember what that is. You know what? I'll save that for next time. Ah, okay. Yeah. A, a teaser for, yeah, for, a teaser our, for next, next time. our next episode. Just follow up on another thing we talked about. Yeah. Um, But at any rate, yes, uh, all the social medias. And I am, I mentioned this in the last Scouting 5. I'll mention it again here. I am thinking of possibly doing some Twitter spaces. So for those of you who are on Twitter, do follow us at SSYSK Podcast um, because I may start taking advantage of Twitter's social audio offerings. I've been experimenting with it a little bit with the other podcast. And it could be an interesting way to wind up having just discussions. And I don't know if they would end up being episodes, although I do have a way to record them. Ah, neat. Yes. But at any rate, Twitter. So, parents, if you need uh, some some notoriety in your life with yeah. your kids, by all means, get in touch. Us. We will happily uh, name drop you. And yeah, then you can yeah. just play it for your kids with, the next We can time. lay it on uh, thick. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can do things. I'll make it work for you. All right. Well, thank you, Scooter Colin, and thank you out there for listening. And until next time, be prepared.